Welcome to the greatest event in entertainment. It's the Beat It Movie Reviews Top 10 Movies of 2023 with your hosts, Joe Cabello and Chris Sosoda. Hey, how's it going? And your monologuist, Joe Coy. <laughs> Wait, Joe Coy's uh, Zoom just disconnected. Oh man, uh, I think he might. He's texting me. He's texting me. He said his internet's out. Uh, oh so. yeah, he texted me too. He's saying uh, the writer set up his internet. Yeah, it wasn't and him, and it stopped working. Yeah. When his internet was working, it was him. That yeah. was his internet he set up. But then when he stopped <laughs> working, that was his writer's internet. That's too bad, you know. Uh, but here we yeah. are, Chris. Weeks <laughs> weeks apart. It's been a while. The holidays are always a crazy time. Um, even though mm-hmm. a lot of great movies came out in December, none of which that I watched. <laughs> but a lot of the <laughs> yeah. Oscar buzz movies did. Uh, but this is one of my favorite episodes of the year. Um, and maybe not this year, and we'll talk about that. It's the our top 10 movies of 2023. Uh, which is a great way to recap the year. I have fond memories of just thinking about my top 10 of the past couple years, even though they were some hard years with COVID. We started the podcast with COVID. Yeah. Like, beginning, and that's been interesting, but it's also caused us to to look for a lot of movies that maybe we wouldn't have if, we weren't stuck at home and VOD wasn't part of it. So I think it was actually an interesting journey. Uh, How do you feel about generally the top 10 episodes? Yeah, it's always just a fun change of pace and getting to kind of reflect on what brought us the fondest memories of movies this year. Yeah. And what do you think about Gaza and Palestine? Which side are you on? Chris is uh, laughing and muted it on my not. record, which is the source <laughs> record. But I swear he was laughing and it wasn't dead silence. All right. So and he's still laughing, but it's not it's not recording. <laughs> uh there it got it. Then now it's picking it up, everybody. But yeah, it's a fun time, so we're gonna do that. I know there's probably a lot we've watched since then um that we could talk about, but you know, I think it's more important we just get right to it in this episode, into our top ten. So, uh, I think best format. Let's trade off one by one. Um, yeah. One one other thing though is, did you want to talk about uh, the one movie that we both saw during our like three weeks off? The one that you saw enough for both of us. Yeah, yeah. Aquaman. Nice. Aquaman. Yeah, we Aquaman can talk about too. some Aquaman. Just because I don't have so much to say about it. Except for... Yeah. I think Aquaman... Uh, Aquaman 2 is what we're talking about. And the Marvels suffered from a lot of fatigue and bad superhero movies leading up to them. Yeah. I could definitely understand that and agree. It's... It's like just totally fine movie. Uh, a lot of these DC movies have been like 
trash, I would say. Uh, with like really super contrived plots and stuff like that, but yeah. uh, and nonsensical too. But uh, but yeah, this one's just a very straightforward like brothers road trip movie with like ridiculous action that you would expect from James Wan. Yeah, it's just a good time. It's not gonna be changing anything. But I think even when people look back at the Infinity Saga for Marvel, most of those oh, well. movies aren't necessarily changing anything in cinema like they're just fun movies hopefully and some of them are straight up bad so i think there's this residue that happened after the infinity war or whichever those movies were called where those were so like intricate high art for superhero movies that uh-huh. it was like, well, if a superhero movie is not going to make me feel like this, why would I watch it? And it's like, no, leading up to that, it was all silly. It was silly, fun, good movies. Yeah. And that's what yeah, this and is. It really is just uh, Jason Momoa being like Jason Momoa. The f- I think the funniest part of the movie, though, is how many returning actors there were from the first Aquaman that probably had no idea they were going to make, have to make this movie. <laughs> yeah. Or, and, and like, we're forced to come like, back contractually. <laughs> yeah. Like it's cause you forget. I feel like I forgot half the people like Dolph. Nicole Kidman is in this Dolph Lundgren, um, fucking John Reese Davies does a character who's like essentially Gimli, like a crustacean version of Gimli. Yeah. And the visuals in this movie are so bonkers. There's like Lord of the Rings esque fantasy mm-hmm. worlds, and like like, like this like uh, giant monsters on an island, like a uh, Land of the Lost or some shit. And like weird. And it's a world that is fun but makes no sense. Like <laughs> yeah. they they make their ships in the shape of animals. Yeah, and it's like well, it's not moving the way the animal does, so that that's the reason. It's like movement plus the shape is what makes it work. And why don't you just ride the animal? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like, oh, yeah, actually, and we'll get. I guess we should just get into spoilers for this movie too, yeah. since we're gonna go through it real quick. But it also has the same issue where uh, the main villain is so hell bent on getting revenge on uh you know arthur curry aquaman that he uses this god to like infect him and give him powers and he has even a vision of all of the his family dead but every chance he gets to actually murder them he doesn't and in fact lets them live he even says like i'm letting you live (laughs) for this and then and it also suffers from the uh kidnapping the kid and not just killing the kid when he is this pure evil guy who wants his entire family dead the blood just get and it's like the he needs the blood of his family to you know go to this altar if he just killed the kid immediately he would have that and what better way to get his revenge on the man he hates the most than to kill his kid yeah. You know, it's like, obviously that's really fucked up, but that's where that villain's headspace is at, is he wants to do those things, but still doesn't do those things, even though he gets the chance to. 
Yeah. It, there's a lot that is kind of, it's not a good movie as far as like being intricately woven in its story or anything there. Yeah. It's weird how in some parts where um, you almost think that uh, Aquaman is a single dad. Yeah. The way he yeah. acts in, I'd say 80% of it. And the emotion the movie's trying to get give you is like this is a single dad, and then you're like, oh wait, Amber Heard is is still there. Yeah, and and I guess she was like written out of the movie uh, early on, too. They knew like, oh, we need to s- distance ourselves from her, mm-hmm. so she's only in like the end, of, beginning and the end. But even when she is around, they show his scenes where he's parenting like he's the only parent, right? Like, the way that he interacts with his kid, it's like he's the only parental figure in the kid's life besides the grandfather. Like, just really, really weird. And then, yeah, every time you see Nicole Kidman and Dolph Lundgren, you're like, you guys really had to come do this? Yeah. (laughs) This "This is not a great Dolph Lundgren role. Yeah. And even Patrick Wilson, like, he, he, well, he's, I think he's great in this movie. Like, he does. He carries it, I feel like, a lot. Uh, it's just so funny to watch the first movie and think, hey, the next movie, he's going to be the yeah. second lead I character. forgot he was in it. When I saw trailers yeah. for this movie and I saw him in it, I was like, oh, sick, uh-huh. they got Patrick Wilson in the Aquaman Man <laughs> yeah. movies. And then I watched the movie and they're like, he was the king before. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he was. Uh, you know, Amber Heard... Um, it might actually uh, I'm going to say what if someone like Amber Heard had just moved to LA and what if someone like, um, Oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, uh, he was in, uh, he was supposed to be in, uh, back to the future. Oh, Fuck. Uh, shit, I forgot the guy's name. Or, uh, no, it's not the one you're thinking of, but it's another one. Um, everybody's like, who Oh, so not Eric Stoltz? Not Eric Stoltz. Um. Okay. The one who sued about the movie. Oh, Crispin Glover? Crispin Glover. So what if... Yeah. And what if Crispin Glover met her and she was like, I don't have a... I don't have any, a car anywhere, you know. I think she cr- may have crashed her car. What if that happened? And then Crispin Glover loaned her out his one-of-a-kind 1930s taxi. What? That he owned. And what if a week later she totaled it? And what, what? if Crispin Glover was like, Hey, you owe me this much money for the taxi. And what if Amber Heard said, well, how about I just fuck you instead? And he said, yes. What if that was a true story? Is that, is that a true story? I'm, I'm saying, because I'm completely lost in this. What if scenario? I'm just saying, what if for legal reasons? Oh, like, what if you heard this from the through the grapevines? What if I, yeah, what if this was true, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, 
She shit on uh, Johnny Depp's bed. I think she's infinitely like cool forever to me personally. And crashing a nineteen one of a kind nineteen thirties taxi. Uh, but yeah, Aquaman, there's a lot of stupidity in it as far as uh, a tight script, but ultimately it's just a, you know, buddy-buddy situation with Patrick Wilson and uh, Beefcake Willis. <laughs> yeah. I call him. Very fun. It's, you know, I feel like this movie's going to do great on streaming. Yeah. Like, people are going to see it on Netflix or whatever, play it and be like, that was a lot of fun. Or I guess HBO Max it'll be on since it's DC. Yeah, they'll be like, yeah. that wasn't bad. All right. Yeah, they're like, oh, that was cool. Jason Momoa, I like him, and he was likable. Next movie. And then the person they're watching it with says, what if Amber Heard had just moved in? And they go, <laughs> is this like a virus? <laughs> uh, yeah, better yeah. than Black Adam. Oh, yeah. Way more fun. Less self-serious. Hmm. All right, well, uh, that might lead us into our top 10 of 2023. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Let's get it started with our number 10s. And as general rule, uh, do you want to do it so if uh, someone brings one up that is on your list, you'll say what number that is? talk about it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Let's do Sounds it. good. Now, let, I want to preface this and ask you, uh, like, how did you feel this year about movies and your movie watching? Um, I watched a slight less amount of movies this year than I did last year. Uh, but uh, I think it was, let's see. This year, I think I watched like 100 movies. No, 85 movies. Was that that's 85 like new? Less. No, that's like including stuff I've rewatched. But compared to last year where I watched 122 movies. But uh, to be fair, this year I went on vacation like four times. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, so I, I, I was really busy. And then I also got COVID twice this year. So and never had it previously. So. <clears throat> All right, let's. I'm trying to look up how many. I how have. many movies you watched? Yeah. Um, All right, I think I can. Do you know where that data is on? Uh, <laughs> well, Letterboxd. I mean, uh, if you go to, actually, the the only reason I know it specifically is because I not only do I add it to my diary on Letterbox, I make like a list on letterbox of just the movies i've seen for this year so i could look at that quickly i'm sure there is a way but off the top of my head i don't know it yeah i might just have to count did, did you get the letterbox uh, year in review email or something it should tell you oh yeah i must have let's see yeah because you know what i remember seeing the uh the number somewhere okay uh, so it's gotta be yeah. um Such a fucking bad moment of the episode. Why don't you guys look this up before? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, letterbox year end review. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Got it. All right. You all thought I couldn't do it, but I did it. Films logged. 
104. Alright. So I watched 104 movies of varying years. For me, this year sucked for my uh-huh. movie watching, like my uh, I agree. diet. I was just really, I was busier at work than ever before. Uh, mm-hmm. I started physical fitness in my life, which, you know, takes an additional hour to two every or most days that I wasn't doing yeah. before. And I really felt it. I forget when it was at least mid year that I really started to like, you know, like you totally notice your own behavior. I was like, uh-huh. I'm not watching movies. There's been a lot of movies I've let go that I would have otherwise yeah. seen or like made it a point to see that I did mm-hmm. not, I'm not doing this year. Yeah. Um, and that didn't feel great. Um, so yeah, bad year, everybody. Sorry. Uh, you can <laughs> donate money to us now, but I think that's important for me with this list because in previous years where we've done it for the show publicly, I felt uh-huh. proud of my list because I did oh, think yeah. it, it showed as a reflection, even to my own personal stuff. It was like, Oh, these are movies I learned from or were so interesting, like really challenged me. And, you know, some of them were just schlock fair that I just really loved as well, but mm-hmm. it was just a good mix. And this year I just don't feel that like, I, I feel ashamed of my list this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely, feel the same because like last year for example i watched every best picture nomination by at least by mm-hmm. you know mid-january and this year i've watched maybe like one or two and i i i feel like i'm just refusing to watch the rest i'm like i don't want to see any of the nominated movies for yeah. best picture uh yeah so it is definitely different for me also my list is like, I think the top five are movies that like I really like, and then the the bottom five right. is like, it could be like the bottom fifteen, and all of them can be mixed up, and I don't care what real order they're in. Yeah, definitely. Like I feel like the last four were really hard to come up with. Yeah, and that's so weird that we both feel that way. And this is the year where our show was finally getting bad. You know, it, it was god awful before, and we finally right, got back. Strike, yeah, you know? and hopefully we're working on our w- way to be okay within a couple mm-hmm. years, and maybe good after fifteen. <laughs> but here we are. Uh, that I think that's important to note for these lists, just in general. Um, and yeah, it's crazy. Even those years, the COVID years that were really bad, but let's get into it. Let's start with our number tens. Chris, I'll let you go first. Yeah. Okay. So, um, my number 10 is, uh, the horror movie, uh, by the YouTubers, Rakaraka talk to me. That's my number 10. Oh, very cool. This one didn't yeah. make mine. I really liked okay. it. Yeah. 
but it didn't hit my top 10 requirement. Yeah, for you, what was it about it that got it a spot in the top 10? Yeah, I mean, so like I had said in the past, it's like I've been following this YouTube group for like 10 years and uh, really like their stuff. So it was just really, the movie was cool. It's, like I said, not, like, my favorite movie or anything like that, but it was, like, very satisfying from these guys. Like, I was really happy with the work they ended up doing with this movie. Yeah. And I'm glad that it was so well-received also. It's a cool idea, and uh, if they do a sequel, I'd be very excited to see what, how they can further the mythology of this this uh hand yeah it's it's definitely a story machine Mm -hmm. which is cool the the same way that some movies like it follows is also yeah like a story machine just be like oh i could see any character yeah yeah predator works that way as well Mm -hmm. uh so does uh, yeah uh, I couldn't even think of a movie to make a joke. Uh, Alien. I was gonna do a joke. I was gonna do a joke. Oh, a cancer. joke one. And okay. I was thinking of a rom com, uh, like, uh, fucking like an earnest funerals movie. Funerals and a wedding. What is the <laughs> nine funerals four, and a wedding? Four weddings. Four and a weddings funeral? and a funeral. I think I was gonna do that. I was trying to search that name okay. and thought that'd be funny. <laughs> Any? <laughs> the show's bad, guys. It's gonna be okay. Give us two more years which will translates to 12 more seasons uh but cool yeah you're 10 there that's awesome yeah it definitely was uh within a conversation i definitely thought about it in there but i didn't quite get it for me it's also a horror movie uh a horror comedy this was the hardest one there's probably about there is maybe six or seven movies that could equally take this spot yeah. just as well. Um, and I actually, now that I have to say it out loud, I don't even feel great about this as being number 10, but we're just going to do it. Uh, <laughs> totally killer. Okay. Uh, the yeah. Back to the Future um, horror comedy. Uh, which uh-huh. I just thought was super fun and silly. Bottoms was yeah. another one that was on the short list of the 10th position. And I think they're okay. really similar movies comedy wise. Yeah. Be a great double feature. Just kind of a lot of throwaway, silly, major stuff, you know, that mm-hmm. happens in both of them. High school kids just being insane. Yeah. Um, cause definitely, uh, totally killer is a, uh, a riff on eighties teen movies. Um, and then bottoms up is also that it ends up being that even though, uh, um, it's riffing on, you know, newer teen issues. I think there's still like, everyone's always going to be riffing eighties teen movies Yeah, when they do a teen movie. Um, but yeah, totally killer. I kind of based it on would I watch this again with some friends and some beers and be ready to put it on? And the answer is yeah. Uh, and this is your number one from what I understand, right? Totally killer. <laughs> All right. What's your number nine? Mighty number nine. All right. My number nine 
is uh, Priscilla, actually. Priscilla. Wow. One I yeah. haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. The Sofia Coppola directed movie about <clears throat> um, Priscilla, the wife of Elvis Presley, Priscilla Presley. Nice. But uh, yeah, it's a, the reason I like this movie so much, I think it just um, was like uh, the cinematography was really like pretty in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of um, is a good depiction, I think. I mean, obviously, I don't know if it's real, but I just appreciate this depiction of Elvis's life with her and how he treated her so much more than the fucking Elvis movie that came out last year. Right. Um, Baz Luhrmann. Which was, yeah, just like, I don't know, trying to be sympathetic to him. But this movie kind of just show I feel like it exposes him more and mm-hmm. shows like how much of a shitlord he was uh, but yeah it's just uh I feel like it was like a solid fucked up biopic that looked really pretty the whole time it's kind of it kind of shows you like you know oh this yeah. is so so fucked up but everything looks so beautiful so it's like you can kind of understand why someone would stay in a toxic relationship like mm-hmm. that for so long. <clears throat> yeah, that's one I definitely uh, want to check out. I, I should uh, kind of decide, is my 2024 going to be full of good movies? Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Great ninth pick. Mine is one that uh, could go higher easily. Uh, it's a movie that um, I wanted to rewind and watch over again after I finished it. One, because of its short runtime, but second, because it's awesome. And that's Kids vs. Aliens. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the movie about aliens attacking. It's got pro wrestling in it. It's got aliens. Um, it's got... Uh, kids dying. Kids dying and saying curse words you know it's very monster squad um and really had a blast with it and i think it's only like 75 minutes long or something it's a super quick movie uh and yeah it's a blast i i want to rewatch it and that's part of my top 10 criteria is like oh do i want to rewatch this or would i that's not always it once some movies will go in that are like I know I'm only going to watch that once, maybe twice in my life, but it was it was pretty impactful and awesome. But this year it tends to stick pretty closely to I would want to watch this again. That's Kids vs. Aliens on my number nine. Chris, what's your number eight? My number eight is John Wick Chapter 4. Ooh. Yeah. So I... I mean, every John Wick is solid. This one is no different, I feel like. And I I feel like at this point, too, they kind of all blend together. uh, It's hard to remember which one is which. Filled with action, yeah, and you're not going to remember which one is which, but you could put any of them on and it's going to be a fun time. I would say, you know, with the exception of John Wick 1. Uh huh. Because it takes a long time to get into the actual John Wicking. Yeah. 
Uh, and right. that is one thing that I think does change the second, third, and fourth is generally those movies are straight into it. Yeah. All yeah, of those have like, like there's not much action choreography in the first movie. Yeah. Compared to the, the all the other ones. It's top to bottom in the other ones. Yeah. Which, um, I mean, it's like you need that first 30, 40 minutes in John Wick 1. So that uh, you could have no setup in <laughs> yeah the for the rest of the movies. movies. True. Uh, that's awesome. I, I I'm curious if they could do John Wick one again, but even shorter of an intro to it. You know. Yeah, like I feel like there's a way you could do it and, and really like, like he the dog dies like immediately in the first scene, and you get it. And then you're like, okay, X like, killer. Do you mean, yeah, not a John Alpha Wick Revenge. movie, but well, like a, a John Wick. I just type. mean, like in a parallel universe, if John Wick didn't exist, could they cut a version of that movie where right. the beginning was really short with the setup, like even shorter than it is now, and then it's just like all revenge? Because I feel like there's a yeah. lot of movies that are like that that don't uh, but this nail one, it. That, yeah. Yeah, it is a good question because I I do think as much as we look back and it's like, well, that movie, I wouldn't necessarily put it on with a group of friends to have a good time. It's like, well, it did need that so that it could become like any John Wick story is richer because you always go back to that. Um, mm -hmm. But how much of us even really remember how slow it was and <laughs> like. Yeah, maybe it or that Willem Dafoe is in it. I did not remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his. It's like his one friend who gets killed. I'm a bit of a scientist myself, Peter. Whatever <laughs> one. All right, awesome. That was your uh, number eight. Eight. Hmm? All right, cool. So my number eight. So my number eight and my number seven both. And I think actually Kids vs. Aliens as well are technically 2022 movies. But you know how it gets. Sometimes that na that number is because it was in a film festival that year, but it did not release that year. It, okay. Especially on uh, Letterboxd. So I'm pretty yeah. sure these are 2023 movies. Um, okay. And my number eight is Project <laughs> Wolf Hunting. Oh, shit. Okay. The movie on a barge where uh, a group of criminals is trying to get off, but there's also, like, a, a demon zombie on board. And <laughs> yeah. a movie I think we both wa watched and liked that yeah. has a ton of blood in it. It is just Yeah, the most awesome. blood. I think the most blood of any movie I've seen in the last, like, five years. Yeah. Probably. And it's completely unforgiving. You have tons of characters in it, and a lot of them that you like, and yeah. they just die. Yeah. And that's what's really cool about it is that yeah, there's some characters that you're like, fuck that guy, I can't wait until he gets killed. <laughs> but there's yeah. probably more characters that are just good people that you're like, fuck, I want to see them survive. And it gives them yeah. arcs, and like it gives them <laughs> situations where they're being good, and like... 
smart. Yeah, they're escaping and stuff. Yeah, but they get killed. Yeah, you know, it's funny too in that movie is even there's like a villain in that movie that is really likable who gets killed early and you're like, oh, he's already dead? He's like a fun I thought he was the main guy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the movie just keeps passing the ball in that way. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, that movie is bonkers. It, it's it really fun. I think the fact that they try to make a franchise out of it with the way it ends and stuff is not yeah. a great look. And I don't think I've heard of anything happening <laughs> with it, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe there is. I'm not keyed in on that. But uh, other than that, awesome movie. Uh, one of the most memorable experiences of the year watching a movie. Yeah. Of surprise. Um, and that brings us to number sevens. Love yeah, it. yeah. So uh, my number seven is uh, the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Oh, movie. this is my number six. Okay, nice. Okay. Yeah, it's. I just. Uh, I thought this movie was a lot of fun, and I feel like it really did. Dungeons and Dragons justice in in the sense that like it wasn't too overwhelmingly D&D like you didn't need to know anything about D&D to enjoy it yeah but there was a lot of like dorky ass references that weren't rubbing it in your face they're kind of just background stuff that fans could appreciate while yeah other people could ignore and texture and color yeah but yeah, it was like surprisingly funny to the degree that it was too. Yeah, I really liked this movie and it, it was one there's one thing I like doing like on a Friday or Saturday night where me and the wife are just kind of in the living room hanging out and we'll watch something together but then we have nothing else to watch so she's figuring out what she wants to do, I'm figuring out what I want to do. And that's when I like putting on a movie that I like that she hasn't seen and seeing if it draws her in. Oh, yeah. And this is one where we did that. I was like, Uh let me put this on. And then we watched the whole movie and I watched it for the second time. Just not even prepared to watch it for the second time. But you just kind of get locked in. and, And we really enjoyed it. So it had to make it. For that reason, I, I think it was really one of the best like blockbusters of the year, like a high budget genre film. Yeah, um, I thought it was incredible, really fun, really great, great sequences. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it gets enough credit in in the world of your Black Adams of this year and stuff <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, it's like, no, this looks great. It's inventive and. Yeah, well, and spoilers, my number six is Black Adam, so this is awkward, uh, actually. Yeah, just Sam Didn't that come out last year, anyways? Did it? I, no one knows, man. No yeah, knows. and no one cares is the real no. answer. Yeah, that's true. Like, this year, I would not have seen a Black Adam. Um, who knows? Maybe it did come out this year. Uh, but cool, yeah, that's also my number six. Like I said, is Dungeons & Dragons, so I beat you by one okay. point so far. Uh, my number seven is a French movie, Smoking Causes Coughing. And this is okay. a movie about a Power Rangers-esque team 
that is all cigarette based in their powers. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like they're a, a propaganda for a cigarette company, but they're actual superheroes in the world and like kill monsters. So it's okay. this mix of like kind of that fun idea of what if the Power Rangers were real, you know, uh-huh. like. 20 years later and some of them are old and it's just like this is just a job for them at that point they've reached fame and like what's that what's we're all assholes it's that but it's also a anthology film so the movie is pretty much just three of them telling stories so it's three stories that are also these like weird, dark horror, uh, cutaway stories that they uh-huh. they show, and then the movie kind of just ends. Uh, but all okay. the three stories are really good. You know, they're like Twilight Zone or Creep Show style stories. Okay, and you know, it's three of those, and then like some stuff with these Power Rangers guys. Uh, really great. And you know what, who, uh, why it came to me and why I watched it in the first place. Uh huh. I believe it, um, showed up on like just the iTunes discover more, you know, usually the indie movies. So I checked it out and I was like, Oh, this is interesting. And the director also did, let's see, uh, rubber. Rubber was a movie about the killer tire, which is yeah, really fucking cool movie. Just in how Uh like self-referential it is. Uh, So I was like, okay, I got to see that and see what this guy does. It's a a really cool movie. I would highly recommend it. Smoking causes coughing. Yeah, so that brings you to your sixth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my number six is actually the uh, newest Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, almost on my list for a ten, for the tenth yeah. slot rather. Um, cool. Yeah. Why'd this one hit you? I just thought uh, this movie almost feels. This movie is like the end of uh, the ma- main Guardian story, I guess. Yeah. And it's like a send-off to it. And I feel like in a way it was kind of like a send-off to what was good about the Marvel Universe movies. Yeah. Uh, now that James Gunn is leaving, it's like the last kind of tie they had to old uh, pre-Endgame movies. Yeah. Um, and so that felt really good. And I think it was just also really fucking funny and uh, kind of wild to see how far these actors have come doing this bit for so long. Yeah. Really built um, up their characters. Yeah. So yeah, I put that as number six. I don't know. It just felt like a fun, a really fun time. And it makes me really excited for what James Gunn is going to do with DC. Yeah. And I wonder how much, what they're going to do changes based off how like audience reception has been a little bit to superhero stuff. 
Especially when yeah. his big announcement was we're going to have video games tie in with TV, tie in with the movies. And it's like, uh, oh man, is that really... Well, yeah, that, the problem there is that I feel like video game tie-ins don't really exist anymore. And that's for the better. Yeah. That has been for the better because they get forced out, unfinished, everyone hates them. But then you look at the games that come out, especially superhero games in the last 10 years that aren't tied to those. Like, there was a Batman Begins game tie-in that was awful. But then shortly after that, they made Batman Arkham Asylum, which is, like, you know, one of the best superhero games ever, you know. And they've since had, like, the the newest Spider-Man games everyone loves. You know, the, the newest Batman ones... After that one, everyone loved to... And like, even there's a Guardians of the Galaxy game came out last year. Yeah, and it was really I think, great. That I, I really enjoyed. Really enjoyed it. So that definitely worries me, especially because there is a Suicide Squad game coming out yeah, first this year. <laughs> and people... Uh, it's like third person, I guess. Third person action, four player, co-op. And it's like... Uh, like an open world and you like do stuff around it with your friends but apparently there's like a open alpha for it or something and everyone hates it oh no so and it's been in development for a long time so yeah but uh it's it is wild how many people he's announced for the uh the new superman movie oh, have yeah, you seen cast. that casting yeah, for it it's like with- crazy like, uh, you know, they just announced that the uh, Dora the Explorer actress, Isabella Merced, is going to be Hawkgirl. Oh, cool. And they got Nick Holt as Lex Luthor. That's uh, good. Nathan Fillion is Guy Gardner, the Green Lantern. Um, Rachel Brosnahan is Lois Lane. I'm not sure who that is. But She's the, uh, uh, they the cast like Miss Maisel. Okay. They, got, they cast Jimmy Olsen. It's this kid, Skylar... Uh, Gizondo, who's the uh, the son in like Santa Clarita Diet? If you remember that show, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but or he's like the uh, oh, he's also the son guy. in uh, yeah. Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, yeah, and then they have like Sean Gunn is gonna be Maxwell Lord. Um, yeah, they just have like you got a shitload him. of people. Mister Terrific, there is gonna be in it. It's like. So many characters for a uh, Superman movie, and obviously James Gunn, like I trust him, but it is wild the amount of people he's casting and the amount of characters that seem like they're you, you know what though know, like, relevant to a Superman movie, but I'm sure he's you've got to be DC and be like, all right, you you didn't just work for Marvel, you made biggest yeah. hits out of ones that shouldn't have been. Yeah, and even we'll trust it. if you look at Suicide Squad, that that the one that he did is proof yeah. too that like he can make a great movie with a bunch of characters you've never heard of. Yeah, although I yeah. wonder. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously it didn't affect him, but that one didn't make it <laughs> as much money. But obviously, COVID mm-hmm. and and all that. One of the yeah, first and, WB... I mean, us watching it, we did like it a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's what gives me faith in it. at least it'll be good because. 
I think that's the most important part of this new direction is they need to do a good Superman movie because there's so many people that I always hear saying how much they hate Superman or think he's boring. Yeah. And it's, they don't read comics. They just have seen him in these movies that suck. And they think that just because of that, that's why they don't like him. Like if there's a movie that is great with Superman, that will make people like him. They just, yeah, they're ignorant to that. You know, it's like, they're always like, Oh, he's boring. It's like, you've never read a good Superman comic. So you don't even know like what is interesting about him. Why is your opinion valid? You don't like. Yeah, you, you he's know. too old of a figure at that point without yeah. any movie wins recently. That. Yeah. So hopefully this is that for them and kind of turn things around a bit. All right. Well, cool. That's Guardians of the Galaxy at your number six, volume three. Mine again was Dungeons and Dragons. Let's get to our number fives. All right, number five, Chris, we'll let you go first. You've earned the right. Yeah. So my number five is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I, I <laughs> was very surprised by this movie because uh, I wasn't sure it would be good other than the fact that I felt like it was like the trailers make it look like Into the Spider-Verse. It's got that kind of, like, framey, unique art style to it. Um, But it seemed like a very genuine addition to the Ninja Turtles lore and, Mm. like, a a good, solid reboot. All the kid actors that they cast for the Ninja Turtles made it feel like they were really kids. And uh, Jackie Chan as Splinter was also really awesome. Just the whole cast in general, the random characters and... You know, re rebringing back all those like weird animation animated series monsters that they made yeah. just to make toys. So but, I've uh, been recently reading the uh, TMNT comics that are based off the animated series. Okay. So they're the ones that introduce all those oh, like, okay. bad guys. It's been really. Is it new though, or is it old? No, no, old. It's it's, it's just like a, from back in the day. Yeah, volume okay. reprints of it. Uh, Okay. And I've read probably I think the first 16 issues and it's uh-huh. it's more insane than I ever remember. <laughs> like there's a cow that does intergalactic and time travel. So it's oh, just shit. like a huge cow head that licks them up and swallows them and then can travel through time and space and takes them places. I was like I don't remember wow. that, but uh <laughs> But yeah, it's wild. But yeah, all those characters are in this movie. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it's just a just really fun movie. Um really fun solid kids movie. All the voice acting, like I said, was great. Ice Cube awesome. Paul Rudd, Rose Byrne, John Cena, Seth Rogen, all those Rose other Rose Byrne as Leatherhead. <laughs> yeah, they it was like surprising that they made use of all of them so well. Uh, but yeah, this so one, uh, yeah, didn't, liked it didn't hit my radar for me. Okay. I love the look of it. And uh-huh. ultimately it's just not a TMNT story for me. And that's yeah. fine. 
Yeah. But uh, just seemed more kid driven. And I think I know what I like my TMNT as, and this wasn't quite it. Okay. Uh, so do you want to change your number five? Well, uh, is it because uh, April is black? Yeah. Joe? Yeah. Yeah, man. Obviously. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, kidding. Um, but uh, clip that. My number. <laughs> uh, but what's weird about it, I would watch that movie again and have watched parts of it again because it looks so good. Yeah. And it's not a bad movie. I just think, like, when characters you love are close but not really what you want to see from them. Yeah. That sucks. Like, uh, characters being black when you'd rather see them white, like April. Uh, But not far from your movie, my number five is one that I was weird about when I first saw it both times, uh, but it's Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Oh, okay. Nice. It's just, you know, it didn't <coughs> surprise me in any way, uh-huh. but the the joy of the execution, seeing the execution of the look and feel of a Mario game, yeah, it was enough for me. Uh, even if there's like a million changes, I wish they would have made. From like Chris Pratt does a great job, but it's not quite what I want from the character. Uh-huh. And, and I mean, maybe some other minor things, but no, it's just really fun, and it's another movie I could watch any time. Partly because it's a bad movie, like it's. <laughs> This, like I was just talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's maybe more for kids or something than adults, like Uh being gritty. Uh, Super Mario Brothers is definitely for kids. Yeah. But still, I just enjoy it, and maybe for that fact, uh, because it just blows through the movie. Uh, It doesn't waste its time on, like, some too much stupid emotional stuff that uh-huh. you could see it doing and I think that's for its benefit uh, even if it isn't super deep or anything but yeah just really enjoyed it and I'm glad I'm glad they did a, a Super Mario Brothers movie like this and maybe that's because we also have the 90s one which is so weird like I yeah. feel like the force was balanced when this <laughs> movie came out <laughs> A force we needed balance. That makes sense. Yeah, it, it like definitely evened it out with it. It if when it came out, it felt like uh, this is this should exist. Like it's good that it exists like this. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't like really bad. You know, I think it's like this movie gives uh, the original Mario Brothers movie more reason to exist and be interesting. Like, it, now they're so stark that it's really interesting that both exist and worth watching both for that reason. Well, before, just watching the old one doesn't... feels like, okay, just watching a bad movie. Yeah. <clears throat> a bad movie where you're like, you guys could make a Mario movie and you made this movie? Like, of all the things you could do? <laughs> and... 
that movie seems more like they could have switched places with the this new movie and that movie came out now as the like yeah, dark the gritty and gritty movie, reboot yeah. right people, it's like oh right people would accept it more but it would still bomb <laughs> yeah yeah all right that's my number five super mario brothers movie we're doing a lot of uh actually you know it's been pretty indie these last uh past four or five for me uh now Uh we're getting into some studio movies let's get into our number four okay yeah so my number four is a movie you had mentioned earlier not on your list though uh but it's bottoms Oh, nice. The bottom's uh, very high on my list. And that's mostly because I thought it's one of the most unique movies I've seen in the last couple years. In that it really is like a not another teen movie style. Mm -hmm. Like very adult humor teen movie. Uh, I just thought it was really funny. And uh, I had... After Christmas, I think... I had rewatched it with my friends, uh, some friends I was hanging out with, and they hadn't seen it yet, and they all really liked it too. I feel like I'd even and, enjoy uh, it more on a second watch because you're like, yeah. know what it is. Yeah, and you you're prepared for it. how extreme it gets. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that definitely helped. It kind of helped you anticipate the uh, the really insane incoming jokes. Uh, but yeah, it's, I just thought, you know, great cast. I feel like uh, the main two leads, uh, Rachel Sennett, who I think wrote it as well, uh, and uh, Ao Debri, who I think just won, didn't she win like best? Uh, yeah, might have picked up an Emmy. Actress, supporting actress, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Or best supporting female actor, sorry. Uh and it was also April in uh, the Ninja Turtles True. movie. She's just doing everything great. Except so, for April, uh, but it's not her <laughs> fault. You brought it up. Uh, yeah, the, but yeah, the cast was just really good. And uh, yeah, it would be funny to see some sort of Bottoms too, just to force a sequel to this. Bottoms up my comic my that? graphic novel uh which she could play a part in maybe i'll email it to them if you have their email hit me up but yeah this <laughs> one was uh painful not to add to the list uh-huh um but yeah it it, it was gonna take that 10 spot it was between that and totally killers at the end so okay. that 10 spot you know was also one of the like six or eight guardians which you brought up. Okay. And I'm only going to reveal the ones that I don't think will be on your list at all. Rebel Moon Uh was actually an early. (laughs) Oh, we didn't talk about that fucking movie. You know what? That's like a whole other like Patreon bonus episode. Like for us to talk about that movie, Um, which I liked, but it wasn't going to make the top 10. Uh, Number four for me if we're ready, is Barbie. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, Barbie, I really yeah, a enjoyed. Lot of people liked it. Super surprised by. Um, just surprised. You know, and it's a weird part of surprise because Greta Gerwig isn't going to do 
a stupid Barbie movie. I just don't believe uh-huh. that. Like, she's not going to yeah. do a bad one that she has no control over. And uh-huh. I remember after watching it just being like, it's a miracle that Mattel and uh, the studio let them do this. Yeah. Like, that's insane. It's uh, super yeah. funny. Uh, on HBO, I haven't watched it yet, but they have a director's commentary version. Oh on hbo that's awesome and i feel like such a shithead because i've been talking about that and vouching for like streamers should just have that like as a version how much more do you have to pay the director and like wouldn't it make your movies i mean the thing is like don't they have those on the blu-rays and the 4k versions it's like they have a director's commentary but it's just a different audio track. Why can't you just change the audio track? Yeah, just do that, something. And I'm right? sure there's legal things. Service? But just even if you have to do a second commentary track or for streaming only movies where they don't have a thing. A lot of movies don't have one, really. Um, I'm just so but I haven't watched it still because like it's hard enough to watch a, a new movie that you want to watch and keep movies going. And then like, I'll watch a commentary on a movie I've already seen when you're like, I kind of just want to see it again without that. And then watch it. And you're like, I'm in for eight hours now, but uh, <laughs> Barbie is my number four a miracle of a movie. And I hope we get the super Mario brothers movie version of it in 20 years <laughs> where we get a proper Barbie movie. With Chris Pratt still starring as Mario. As Barbie. <laughs> All right, we're getting into number three, the top three, is right? Yeah. Yeah, so my number three is uh is Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Woo One of my this is I didn't want to mention this before, but it's uh-huh. it was one of my top uh six to get into the top or no top okay. seven to get into the the top 10 is this one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, I mean, I like this movie, but I feel like, uh, it is a part one. So it's hard to, uh, mm-hmm. really feel like you get the full story here, but it does end in a way where at least Gwen gets like a, an arc for her character, which I appreciated that they had yeah. at least in there. Um, but it was really fun and exciting and, cool to see miles again and all the other characters uh but uh yeah yeah, it's like the first one is such a perfect movie and this definitely isn't that but it at least it felt like it still had that soul to it that the original had it's just a part one you know yeah i i think the visuals on it are to a higher degree because I think they just huh. really let it rip in the second one. Yeah. And that's not really taking away anything from the first one. Because the first one is crazy visually. But I feel like they yeah. really like locked in uh, for the second one. But I do think, yeah, it being a middle film, unfortunately it feels like a middle film in a trilogy. Um, yeah. That's one thing to take away from it. And I, th- I hope you'll reconsider your number three. 
given that <laughs> new data. Uh, but no, this would have been, I do need to watch it again. Um, I even own the first one and have not uh-huh. watched it on digital since I've owned it. Oh, really? Yeah, just because it really is something where it's that stupid thing where you're like, well, I really want to pay attention to this. So I'll never okay. watch it because I'm never in a position where I'm going to lock in, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. That's a that's a really good pick for number three. Uh, my number three is Godzilla minus one. Nice. Yeah, that that's that's on my top three also. Oh, nice, crazy. Yeah. Either one or two. We'll, we'll never know. Um, if it's two, it would be minus one of from one. <laughs> right. This was an experience watching in theaters. I am a big Godzilla fan, uh, and love to see what they'll make of the character because there's so much Godzilla. You could hate 90% of it and still be really liking a lot of Godzilla stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And then I have the Godzilla stuff I like and the stuff that I kind of like, oh, that's pretty cool. And the stuff that I'm not, don't like about it. And uh, Godzilla minus one was everything I like about Godzilla put into a movie. Um, so it was such a delight. I am so glad I saw it in theaters. I think it's kind of a, a little bit of fuel into the, like, Joe, go out and see more movies in this new year, go out to theaters, um, take chances on movies. Not that Godzilla minus one was really a chance. I I went into it being like, I'm going to like this movie, (laughs) but like go see movies. Cause this was a, a, short release movie or not short release, but not wide. And then uh-huh. they were like, let's keep extending it week after week. Cause everybody was watching it. But yeah. And it didn't, it, it ended up being a wide release, right? Because it was doing so well Yeah, as a limited, which is cool. Cause I don't think I've ever really seen that happen before that I can remember. Like yeah. usually limited release movies will release wide like a week later or two, just automatically. But there's some that just never get wide released and yeah. uh, usually don't get seen that much. But this one really blew up. Yeah, it was awesome to see. So that's Godzilla minus one, which is one of yours as well. Chris, let's go to your number two. Yeah. So it's hard because I feel like my one and two are like tied. But um, I will put. Godzilla minus one at number one just oh, because I'm Japanese. But I have to. That's the number one in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Minus one. So it basically is like two. But if I put it at one, they're both two. So they're mm-hmm. tied. Right. Uh, my number two is Poor Things, oh. was, which just came out like two weeks ago. Um, really like end of the year sneaker, sneaking in there. I fucking. I think it's really fucking funny. Really love it. I don't think you got to see it, right? No, it's unfortunately. If I don't see it in theaters, it might still be playing a little bit. It will be yeah. a deep shame because it's a movie I want to see. Yeah. Like and and I know so the, here's the thing is I think that you will like it because I feel like it is 
an R-rated version of Barbie, essentially, in a lot of ways. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, um, could, I could see it, that. It is like a girl that, you know, is kind of made to uh, be new to the world in an adult body, and she kind of is very naive and doesn't understand how things are. Uh, but it's like, it goes so far beyond that, and there's so much, like, nudity in this movie and like very fucked up jokes and uh odd violence it's just a very bizarre and funny movie that is very uh i don't know painterly a lot of the sets and stuff have these crazy backgrounds that look really cool and weird and the world is almost like mm -hmm. steampunk but not ugly um, Yorgos Lanthimos like, uh, rules. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's very good, and I think that uh, you know, um, Emma Stone is really amazing in this movie, and so is Mark Ruffalo. Uh, all the other performances are also really great, and the way the movie ends is good too. And I know there's a bit about uh, <clears throat> like that movie trope where. Uh, Born Sexy Yesterday. You know that movie trope? Yes. Have you yes. heard of it? Yeah. Like uh, Lee Lu. Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah. right. It's a big part problem with that. Um, so that's part of what this movie is like. But uh, it kind of goes past it. It it starts out with it very being very like that. And then the character gets much more gains more intelligence as the movie yeah. goes on obviously and stuff and more of and really becomes her own that. character but yeah yeah so it's more of a commentary but at the very start it might be jarring to some people because that that's how i felt at the start was like why are they sexualizing a baby essentially in an adult woman's body like this is fucking weird and then the movie's commenting on that is like yes it is weird this is fucked up and it, it moves on from that. But yeah, so it feels kind of like a rated R version of Barbie in that sense. Uh, but it's just, yeah, it's just extremely funny. Extremely funny. And uh, it was like a great time. And I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I feel like this would have hit my top 10 if I would have seen it. Like, uh -huh. who knows? But there, I feel like there are movies there that I know are out there. Past lives, even where I'm like, I bet that yeah, been that's a top what I'm needing to watch too. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's part of it, you know, just to talk back to the movie watching year. I just had such an intense year of focus on stuff. I really needed shit I didn't need to think about, you know. Ah, uh, yeah. Super Mario Brothers, Dungeons and Dragons. You know, they these were really welcome respites to just some fun, let me watch it stuff. Yeah. But cool. So, and your number one is Godzilla minus one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's awesome. Anything you want to say about that that you haven't? Oh, yeah, sure. So, I'll, just real quickly, I just, I mean, we reviewed that recently, right? So, yeah. We had talked about it pretty soon after but uh it just it's such a different movie and the the human story is so good in it that it's it really blows these other movies out of the water like the fucking godzilla versus kong and all that stuff where 
they have these human characters that you just don't give a shit about. But this movie, it's like a solid story. Yeah. That is heartfelt and and interesting in that you don't really see that portrayed. I guess, I mean, obviously it's a Japanese movie, so you wouldn't see that in American movies because it's about Japan. But, uh, yeah, I just feel like I'm not exposed to that kind of a story. Yeah. And it's it's uh, <clears throat> a unique perspective to see about a kamikaze pilot that was too afraid to go into war. Uh, I, uh, but, yeah. So that movie made me, I'm trying to look for it around my desk, but I think I put it somewhere else. The night I got back from that movie, I bought the Criterion original Godzilla Blu-ray. Oh, because uh, I love that movie. It's a, I think that movie really holds up. Uh huh. Um, the original Godzilla. So I don't think I've it. ever seen it, dude. We should watch it just as a watch along or whatever on like yeah. a Amazon Prime Watch or whatever. It's legitimately good. Awesome, yeah, and, and it's super similar to Godzilla minus one story wise. So it's like, okay, okay, if you like that, you'll like this. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I should probably find that Blu-ray. <laughs> Where <laughs> is it? Um, all right, let's get to my number two. Yeah. Is Thanksgiving, Eli Ross oh, Thanksgiving. Sick. I yeah. love this movie. As far as a horror movie, I think. Um, it hit what I didn't know I needed uh-huh. as far as a horror movie. Cause like even, um, uh, your number 10 pick, uh, I believe. Oh, talk, talk to, to me. me. Yeah. Um, it was a little too much of like the, I have trauma allegory. Right. A single person horror movie. Which have been yeah. great things like Smile, uh, even mm-hmm. Megan, you know. And yeah. There's, it, it's like that is good, but I think I really needed the, the teen group teen, death, horror yeah. movie. Yeah. It's like, it's like Scream, has been making shitty sequels that we'll watch to kind of satiate that need, but they're not Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving uh, is what we needed. Yeah, it really is. Because uh, the last two Screams I've enjoyed, but Scream cannot get away from being self-referential and a commentary yeah. on horror movies. Like, it just is what it is. And yeah. that can be its weakness, uh, especially if it's a group thing, because everybody's like, no, we know that groups are bad, or, you know, like, whatever fucking yeah. rules. So, yeah, Thanksgiving just being the way it was with so many brutal kills with somehow this like uh, Black Friday story, even though Black Friday doesn't exist anymore, (laughs) you know, in real life, but still Uh like feeling important and like real uh, was awesome. So, yeah, Thanksgiving, I loved could have easily been my number one movie uh any other year it could have been yeah so that does bring me to my number one Uh uh-huh so my number one is inevitable 
it's was gonna happen and it did and that's fast x fast oh. x like <laughs> i uh, love yes. okay. this one first off yeah. i i feel like i'm contractually obligated to like any fast and furious movie at this point uh-huh, uh-huh. but fast x is great uh jason momoa's performance is great the yeah it feels like the first movie that like there was a level up from what it uh-huh. understood of itself cuz this movie is the most we are superheroes that use cars the yeah. way dominic toretto like blocks explosions and stuff <laughs> with his car it's yeah. no longer driving it's yeah it's it is fight scenes where they use they fight with cars it's like straight up yeah. action choreography with cars where they're like punching each other with cars blocking their yeah. punches with cars it's like, like oh yeah. when this guy like he knows how to hit the brake downshift and hit gas in a way that will make his car do a drop kick <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. just believe it <laughs> uh it's so good I think if you know what these movies are supposed to be, they are the best yeah. of that. Yeah. You know, I feel like anybody who has a bad thing to say about these movies at this point, uh-huh. it's like, oh, you just wouldn't like this type, what they're doing, you know? Yeah. Like, that's all. Because yeah. if you like what this type of movie is doing, it's doing it at an incredibly high level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I guess, like, totally. and I'm a Vin Diesel defender as well. Like, I think he does it. He holds the series uh-huh. together. Well, you should be careful about what you say you're a Vin Diesel defender <laughs> about now, okay? He did nothing to his assistant. I believe <laughs> oh my, God. my life to that. Uh, but, uh, I got, my mom and dad got me a sweater for Christmas that is uh-huh. a uh, thank you for 20 years uh, Fast and Furious sweater that has all uh-huh. the main character signatures on the back of it. Oh, shit. And it, it's all sick. screen printed. It's not their real oh, signatures, okay. but uh, it's so sick. Just It looks like the kind of sweater that they would give you if you were a crew member at like the, okay. the last movie. It's so amazing. But uh, yeah, oh, Fast yeah. X... It's good. You know, like it it does its assignment good. Yeah. You know, or the best it it ever could. Um so yeah, Fast X. I've been a fan of a lot of them since 5. Uh Fast X I think is up there. Uh It's it's kind of hard to for me to say one that I didn't think is good cuz even like I'm like all right, Fate of the Furious, F9, like, oh, it's... No, they're all good, but this one's great. That's my number one movie. Nice, damn. That was a surprise to me, but I should have known. Yeah, it was It was the easiest one. And you know what? To its credit, Thanksgiving got close. It was like, oh, which one would oh, I yeah. pick? And it's like, dude, I'll watch Fast X anytime. <laughs> yeah. There are some Fast and Furious. I'll watch any Fast and Furious movie anytime just 
because I'll be able to talk about Fast and Furious, you know, like yeah, that's that, true. That's it. Uh, so I can say confidently, if it's a year where a Fast and Furious movie came out, it's getting on the top ten. <laughs> like, yeah, it just is. And I think there's been yeah. one for the last like three years. At least. <laughs> Um, but shit, that's our top 10 of the 2023. Yeah. You know, like I said, I think it's something where I know there's movies that would have probably broken my top 10 over some of these if, uh, uh-huh. if I would have seen them. But also re- talking about it again, I feel pretty confident in in it and there there's in your list yeah there's a good yeah. mix of like indie movies and uh studio films you know yeah yeah that's awesome so that's our top 10 um uh chris how you feeling what's coming up i know we got we probably won't have a, ne- a new episode next week so we're on an off okay. schedule everybody because yeah. i'll be taking a trip oh and, yeah and we uh, might hang out so yeah you're gonna come to berkeley yeah um easy money and uh but we'll see what's coming up after that uh hit us Hit us up with some reviews on iTunes. That'll tell us to keep going. Keep up the good fight of talking about movies. And uh, we'll see you later. Yep. Bye.